Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hi, listeners, and welcome to this week's episode of TED Talks. In this week's episode, I get together with my good friend and yoga teacher, Jessica Bella, to talk about body confidence. Having spent my career working in beauty and fashion, it's been impossible for me to ignore just how society makes women feel about their bodies. Over the past three years, I've put on nearly three stone and gone up four dress sizes. And at first, I was completely fine about it. Then I hated myself, and now I am back to being completely confident about my curves again. Tune in and join me and Jess as we discuss the impact of social media, reality TV, and the misdirected education about cellulite, how that shapes women's views on their body confidence today. Happy listening, guys. Hello, listeners, and welcome to this week's episode of Teb Talks. Teb Talks is my podcast where I get together with my friends and people who inspire me over a glass of wine. We talk about real issues. So this week, I am joined by the close friend of mine, Jessica Ballard. She is smart, she is controlled, she is the yogic goddess, and she is fitness fanatic extraordinaire. Hi Jess. Hello Teb. Hi, welcome. Thank you. I think this is your first episode of Teb Talks, isn't it? It is indeed, for talking over a camera, uh, into, I can't even speak. It's fine, <laughs> talking into a microphone <laughs> takes a little bit of getting used to. It does indeed. Can you imagine how horrific it'd be if we were being filmed? Um, even worse. I really can't imagine. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about body confidence. I think it's one of those topics that's really hot off the press at the moment. Definitely social media has a lot to do with that. It's something that's always been really prevalent in our media, albeit very editorial um, and runway based. But now that we have uh, social media is such a prominent part of our culture, I think the dichotomy has really changed. So... Tell me what you feel body confidence means to you, Jess. To me, I think it's mainly just feeling great in yourself. And something to me is kind of like, get rid of the scales. It doesn't matter about how much you weigh. It's about how you feel within your clothes, how you feel within yourself. Are you happy to walk around naked in your room and feel good about yourself? Yeah, why not? Like, 
I, to me, it's not about how much you weigh and what other people think. It's completely about you. Exactly, and I think both my sisters are absolutely tiny. One is a size zero, um, and the other one, despite being nearly 40, and she'll hate me for saying that, um, <laughs> is a size eight, but a very slim size eight. Um, so how come I've not locked out, guys? Um, but that's their natural shape. They eat terribly in terms of the amount of um, sugar they eat and you know their lack of exercise compared to me, who's just constantly trying to... Yeah. get in the gym, be on a diet, control what I eat, but I'm three times the size of them. And I, sometimes I know, particularly my younger sister, who's the size zero, she always feels just as body shamed um, as you see people on, on the internet complaining about being trolled for being overweight. I remember there was an experience a few jobs ago for her where um, two of her colleagues were saying how it was disgusting to be a size zero and they shouldn't be making clothes that size. And actually, you can have just as, as many issues and, and painful experience about your body and experiences of being comfortable in your own skin if you're super skinny, just as if you're, like, fat. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, I, I totally agree with you there. I mean, the thing is, the media portray that people should look or... Most of the models that you see are, you know, size 6, size 8, and that's what you believe that you should see, and that's what everyone's always aspiring to be according to every hashtag that there is <laughs> on, on Instagram or any social media network. So I, it always kind of upsets me that the fact is is that people look at people that are on the larger scale and they are immediately shamed because that's not the way that people are seen or to want to be. And yet, actually, you know, although it kind of goes against what you said, you know, on the smaller scale, you know, if you are tiny and that's not natural, then you can cause just as many issues for your body. You know, you can stop your periods, you can put on, like, you know, you'll be a lot hairier because your body is trying to keep you warm because you've got less fat. It has, there are so many issues, but because that's what people aspire to look like, potentially, that that's deemed as the right thing. And just exactly what you said, you know, you don't know that just because that person is slim doesn't mean that they're in... You can't see someone's insides yeah. from their body shape. You can't see that actually, you know, they eat McDonald's every day and just happen to be super skinny because that's how their metabolism works. But, you know, you you don't know that. And, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm quite lucky I am. I am quite slim, you know, but there's no doubting the fact that the amount of chocolate I eat is horrendous <laughs> and I know that you've seen that. So, but that doesn't mean I'm any healthier than anyone else. I think as well, though, um, what you said is that there, there is that preconditioning in society that if you are thin, you are healthy, and if you are fat, you are unhealthy. And yeah. actually, there was a time, if you take um, in Marilyn Monroe's day, when actually being curvier was a sign of wealth and actually a sign of prosperity and health. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you go through the ages and being the size of Henry VIII, you know, you had <laughs> full-on wealth because you could afford to eat. Um, so that's what it meant. And then yet yeah, now it's kind of like, you know, it's the same as you could apply it to the colour of your skin, you know, you go to Thailand and they've got bleaching products and you come to here and you've got fake tanning products. Yeah, because that's like we're never happy with what with we like, have. Yeah, exactly. It's ridiculous. So yeah, I, I just, you know, it is, it's one of those things that is very much brought on by social media, especially, you know, growing up in this day and age where if you don't have an Instagram or a Facebook account, you're kind of almost forgotten about. So you're going to get so much more pressure Yeah, definitely. Um, but then also it's just how you've been brought up to. You know, I yeah, grew up in a, in a yeah. house that had no scales. 
You know, I had a dad that was very, very athletic and he would literally eat everything. Anything he hadn't finished, he would finish off, you know. <laughs> didn't matter what it was. So I've kind of always been brought up with that mentality that, you know, you exercise, but you eat loads. But yes, you should eat healthily and stuff that's going to sustain that amount of exercise that you want to do. Um, do you not feel, though, that there's a lot of pressure on women, particularly young women, to portray a certain image and I think what happened this week in the press um, ASOS not airbrushing their cellulite and the stretch marks off their swimwear and bikini models has been great positive press but there's a lot of press which I would say is quite negative and it makes it really hard for women to feel comfortable or accept themselves when they don't look like the stereotypical image that's projected as beautiful or normal in the media I mean I totally agree like with the ASOS thing I think it's fantastic especially as you know yes they've got small models size 8 size 6 up on there where people according to the media that's what you should look like and yet you're looking at those people that apparently you're meant to aspire to look like and yet they've got stretch marks they've got cellulite it's got actually nothing really necessarily to do with how much you weigh or not they're just regular things that happen regardless of your size so yes you know I think it's fantastic that they've done that and they've put it out on their website that is going to you know 200 countries um But in terms of negative press, yeah, I mean, there's tons. Everything you see on the media is based on looking a certain way and normally that's on the smaller scale rather than the larger scale. And no, that's not appropriate and that's why we have kind of all these issues of not having size zero models because that's not really what you should be aspiring to as a young woman, I don't think. No, Yeah, I mean, I totally get that in terms of aspiration. So I've always challenged the notion of not portraying size zero models simply because I feel like if we want to be promoting uh, what they call plus size models um, so that's six size 16 plus that's a normal shape or size and the reality of it is I mean you're pretty petite yourself Um, the reality of it is that that's your natural size you haven't forced yourself you definitely do not diet I can attest to that no that's (laughs) It's not attainable, I don't think, a diet. diet. You know, the way that you eat has to be your lifestyle. It has to be something that you can keep up with, and dieting is only going to go one way. You're only going to be able to sustain that for a certain period of time. I mean, I'm not a nutritionist in any way, shape, or form, but I do. And there's always that, um, what we always see, that rhetoric in the press about, you know, it's really important how we nurture and we raise young girls because what they see from their mothers especially is exactly what they portray later on in life or try to reverse and actually there's a really inspirational uh, social media personality Grace Victory who is I guess call her plus size or curvy whatever you want to call it Um, and she talks really candidly and refreshingly about being a large woman and um, there's a a post that I read of hers where she's talking about um, her experiences of losing weight some time ago Mm -hmm. Um, And obviously you get a lot of kudos and celebration when you are larger and you lose weight. Um, And then she mentioned some of the horrific, like, messages that people fed her after that she, um, once she'd lost the weight, once she put the weight back on. Um, And they were saying things to her like, do you know you've lost, do you know that you've put on weight? So when she um, put the weight back on, she was getting all these horrific messages like, do you know you've put on weight? I'm like, I'm pretty sure she does because she's in her own body. Um, and my experience when I, I have always been relatively slim, although in my mind, I always thought I was enormous. 
Um, and if I could talk to myself, my you know, my 20-year-old self, my God, would I have some words. <laughs> and would I definitely be a lot more naked younger than I was now. Um, get your legs out and get your dits out. Um, but now, I went through a stage probably about... Uh, three years ago where I was going through a lot emotionally and I really realized that I was an emotional eater and that was completely fine that hadn't affected me I was I've been that way since birth Um, but where I had an an injury I then fell out of exercise for a really long time Um, and then it became really natural for me to not exercise and now it's bloody hard Um, and ended up putting on um, around three to four stone Um, And I went from a size 10 to 12 all the way up to a size 18, which still shocks my friends because they're like, no, you didn't. I'm like, I did. I knew what clothes I was buying. Um, But it's, I would always get that sort of shock, probably more from close friends and family than from strangers. So I don't think anybody that that didn't didn't know me would be... um, care basically to tell me um but it was almost like oh my god do you know you've put on weight of course I know I've put on weight I can feel it I can feel my body not moving how it used to move yeah at the same time do I want to beat myself up about it but you know how how did you feel being bigger than you were before I think as it crept on I didn't really didn't really notice the rate at which I did um but once I got to that I'd say what the largest size I was was size 18 I I felt awful in that I felt like I had failed my true self. Okay. Um, And it was purely superficial. It was, I felt like I didn't look fashionable anymore. Um, I've worked in fashion for nearly 10 years and I wasn't able to wear trends because I wasn't shopping on the high street at all. Yeah. Um, There's no way I was going to fit into anything from Topshop or anywhere like that without looking like a try hard yeah or only buy clothes from Evans yeah exactly because there just isn't really representation if you're slightly larger or curvier I when I put on weight it's not that obvious because it does tend to go onto the curvier parts of my body as opposed to being apple shaped um but there were really weren't very any you know classy um sophisticated clothes for for curvy women that I could find that were affordable without me having to shop in a plus size location or switch from shopping in their sort of normal section of a website into shopping for their curve or their plus. Um, and I think when I had to switch or had to start looking to switch, particularly when it came to shopping for things like lingerie and um, sort of spanks and stuff, I, I felt crap. And I think that's us. We do that to ourselves. I think women have done that to us. Women have done that to society. And We need to change that. We need to not make those people that are on the fringe of um, the average body size feel bad about themselves. Because actually when I moved past that and realised I didn't care, I have no desire to go back to a size 10. Yeah. (laughs) I really can't be bothered. And actually this seems to be my more natural way. And I told myself that I wasn't fit and I couldn't, do exercise in a way and I mean you've seen um when we do yoga I, I'm naturally very flexible yeah, and I enjoy doing dance and yoga and for a long time I didn't dance which was painful to me because yeah. I felt too fat to dance yeah which you should never feel too fat to dance at all you should get on that dance floor every <laughs> exactly. night exactly it's just ridiculous and it was something that I noticed that I I needed to get over myself and now that I feel comfortable in my own skin 
I want other people to feel comfortable in their own skin, whether they're whatever size they are. And I think what I realized when I did put on the weight is I'd have a lot of friends that were, you know, the perfect 10 on the outside, but they had way more body issues than I do. And even to this day, we were away at a wedding recently and we all got in the hot tub and I just, you know, jumped straight in. And one of my friends who was super skinny, she wouldn't get in because she's just so conscious about her body. And I just can't understand that. I couldn't understand why she had that or how she had that and it made me realize that the way that we feel about our bodies is very personal and it's very mental oh yeah it amazes me but um did you see i mean you probably didn't because i know you're not really a sucker for the old tabloid (laughs) magazine um but in what what magazine was it that i was reading i think it's been in a couple and i know there's been a lot of write-up about uh my uh my fave bae kim kardashian oh yeah um, about all those photos that came out of her last week or the beginning of this week where she has had some photos taken of her paparazzi shots and they've taken a picture of her rear end mm-hmm. uh, which is a whole nother podcast yes uh, real or not real obviously not real people um, but she is literally riddled in cellulite and to me I was like yes because it just makes you feel normal. Like those photos of those ASOS models with stretch marks, to me, was so refreshing and so comforting because it made me realize as somebody that has a derriere three times the size of those butt cheeks, I literally have one-fifth of the stretch marks of a skinny model. Yeah. And we always feel really bad about our own aesthetic, but we don't really have that much of a comparator other than the narrative that cellulite is bad, stretch marks are bad, dimples are bad, but... If we didn't cover them up all the time, why would it not be normal? Because I would say 90% of women are covered in stretch marks and cellulite. Yeah, I mean, coming from the girl that's, let's say size nine, because, you know, <laughs> eights and tens don't go so well based on all the stuff I bought this week. But um, covered in stretch marks, my calves, my thighs, my bum, cellulite all over my ass. Like, you know, that that's how it is that's that's what my body looks like and but nor like I'm not ashamed of that at all in the slightest otherwise I wouldn't be talking about it on here (laughs) um but you know again like you said you know you saying that you know I have half the stretch marks and yet I am however many dress sizes bigger than that woman yeah and yet you know you don't actually get to see those things because you immediately put those together with fat yeah there's no portrayal of somebody that is larger that is um perceived as healthy it's always going to be the reverse and actually what was really sad about kim kardashian she could have really used this as an opportunity to celebrate what a normal butt looks like especially if it's that round when you have a large bum (laughs) you are gonna have cellulite yeah like it's just the way it goes especially if it's remotely natural um and she came back with um to the press by saying that they had photoshopped her butt to look worse than what it actually was. As in, they'd photoshopped the cellulite in. She doesn't actually look that bad. And I was thinking, oh my God, firstly, why are you reaffirming this horrendous notion that cellulite is ugly or unattractive? Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. 
For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Yeah. And then she, I just read in an article, it might have been in the Huffington Post, um, where she, uh, oh no, it might have been the Metro actually, where she wrote about um, her using that photo now as her inspiration to get in shape and work out so that she never sees cellulite on her backside again. I didn't realise getting rid of cellulite was that easy for starters. <laughs> I didn't well, think there was some kind it, of cure. Yeah, you well, put then, a that's knife kind to of it. Cheating. Exactly. That's, that's not natural, is it? So, but yeah, I mean, what was that? There was something that you showed me the other day, some kind of like Instagram meme or something of like no one got kicked out of bed for having cellulite or stretch marks. Yeah, <laughs> it's like no one cares. No one. And there's always that thing. I remember when we were at uni. Of like some of the girls just being so conscious. I guess you really start to get your stretch marks and cellulite around um, that age, like when you're coming out of uh, 18. Actually, it's not age. It's probably because we just ate takeaway greasy pizzas and drank yeah. like fishes. I mean, I think mine um, came at 14. So. <laughs> um, I remember like one of my friends was like, oh, I just don't want him to see me. I was like, he's not looking at your stretch marks. He's focused on other things. Yeah. Trust me. Well, you're fine. So. <laughs> Otherwise, he's very shallow. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we need to discuss something else if that's yeah. the case. Um, but I just find it so weird that we... When did it become so disgusting, in inverted commas? That's not my opinion. But the sort of common conception, when did it become disgusting to have cellulite? I find it crazy. But I, also, I don't understand. The thing is, it's, I don't think it... Well, I mean, I don't actually know the scientific reason for cellulite, for starters. But also, from my understanding, it's not something that I'm actually controlling or necessarily adding to... So what, what do I expect? That's just how my body That's what is. your body is. And I feel like I'm one of those people that generally... I mean, it's taken me a long time to get to the stage to be this confident. I wasn't... I was definitely not this confident when I was younger. And I spent an obscene amount on cellulite creams. It was actually a real obsession I had when I was probably around uh, sort of 16 to, to 20. Um, I was, was never fat. You know, I had a, a really lovely figure. Um, still curvy, but but very very toned, so it looked quite slim. Um, but I had got cellulite on my thighs for the first time, and it consumed me for a period yeah. of my time to the point where it was it was an obsession. And I would literally twice a day, every day, be using those little roller. You know those yeah, little gels I with the roller. Definitely bought one of those. Was it like Soap and Glory or one of those people? Yeah. Oh, I think I've even had this. Garnier product at one point where you um, it had like a plastic roller on it and if I was at home and not doing anything I'd be so obsessed I'd carry it around and roll my legs all day it's it's insane I mean it's not good it was, it was crazy um, and at, I mean back then I didn't understand any of the makeup in cellulite and I it was just it kept coming and kept coming and I would you know I was very active I would be working out every single day either dancing or in the gym and it kept coming and coming and I it it destroyed me and it made me so unhappy with my legs that I just never got my legs out for years. Yeah. I Which would never ever shame. wear anything short. Um, I'd make sure I wore tights pretty much all year round. Um, and back then my thighs were a little bit thinner so I didn't have chafing in the summer. Um, but the thought... Ever closer to being a mermaid though. <laughs> this is true. Well, I've definitely got my mermaid and status now. hello, Beyonce Thunder Thighs. I mean, if that's not the dream, I don't know what is. Exactly. Um... But yeah, I found it really hard. And now, I mean, I, I'm still not over that. That's probably part of me that's still a little bit unhealthy when it comes to my body. And I still use cellulite cream. 
which Fair, I'm fine. working on. I'm not as obsessed with it. Um, is it working though? No. Does it do anything? No. It just allows you to think <laughs> that it's okay and it's getting better, right? Yes. It's all in the mind. Exactly. But now, like, it took me a long time. And I only use it when I'm close to going on holiday. So, like, it's three weeks till I go to Italy. So I maybe every other day we'll use it. And I know it's not doing anything. It's, it's crazy. I've worked yeah. in the beauty industry. I know what these products do and don't do. But it's funny, like you're saying, towards going on holiday, like how much do you get the whole, oh, summer bodies are built in the winter and it's already that pressure of, oh my gosh, I can't enjoy Christmas because yeah. I'm going to have to be thinking about the fact that I'm going to have to have a six-pack, which is unrealistic, um, by the summertime. Okay, maybe not unrealistic to some <laughs> people, but if you want to work that hard, then fine. But like you know that whole pressure of the fact that you can't enjoy the best time of all the food ever like hello a cheese platter is like the best thing about christmas it is thinking already that like that's what you're gonna have to do every magazine is coming out with like the next diet and how to get that bikini body and that's what i used to be like that i completely understand it because until very recently and as much as social media i think has been really damaging to how women perceive their bodies and how men perceive their bodies just as much as women. Um, I do think it's been really helpful. Um, And I think that you you don't watch Love Island, I know. I'm still working on her. (laughs) Pretty much everybody I come into contact with will love this show. I just don't understand. (laughs) It's so good. I I I can't even go there. I can't. We can't have this conversation again. I mean, we'll just agree to disagree on this one. I will get her on it, guys. You wait. But um, you may have seen, obviously, the contestants. And I just find it really scary. And I remember watching an episode with my mother. It's so scary that this is a sort of reality TV show. And that is what is supposed to be reality. Yeah. If that is what the average woman looks like, or a normal woman. I know that it's aspirational, etc. But if that is even aspirational, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, where do they find these women, I want to know. Because... Even in my fittest, most toned state, I never look like that. And I just, it really scares me because I feel I see a lot of that on social media. And I know that you'll be very much aware of that being um, the, the part that you play in the fitness industry. Um, and the need for Instagram and social media to portray this almost before and after. I mean, I yeah. can't tell you how many of them. And it's like, why don't in fact I'm going to do it before and after it was like from thin to fat and it's actually really important let's it's fine to call myself fat I'm okay with it it's not an insult I don't know when it became such a dirty word but it's not again that's totally decided based on what you believe is fat so true and and all of this regardless of your size all comes back to how you feel about your size I don't think it matters what size you are as long as you are happy about that size but it, the second that you're kind of like, oh, I must be this size, why can't, you know, like talking about the cellulite, it's kind of like, well, actually, rather than trying to get rid of the problem, why not I feel good about it? Because yeah. actually it's not a problem, it's natural, it happens, like that's just what you look like and that's probably going to be with you forever. So rather than trying to get rid of it and work really hard to do that, why not work hard to feel comfortable about yeah, your body it's and what true. it looks like? it's true. And it's, I guess that really comes back to the point that a lot of what social media and society puts pressure on us when it comes to us trying to aspire to be body confident is actually all about being mentally confident with yes. our bodies. It's not actually about the aesthetic because that's completely unique, thank God. Yes, yeah. There's somebody for all of us to love out there. Yes, definitely. Oh, God, I it, hope it, so. It is completely about us being comfortable in our own minds and 
I think it's really important, whatever your approach is to feeling comfortable with your body, whether you're a mother or a father and you have kids that you want to bring up to be comfortable in their own skin, and that is boys and girls. Yes. Um, it's really important that we nurture the sort of mental repercussions of what we do when it comes to talking about bodies and the human form and our comfortability with, or comfortability, is that even a word? Our comfort with with our bodies and how we, we perceive them. So, yeah. And these are, the, like, you know, think mental health when it comes to your body is not something that just goes away either it's something that often you will have for the rest of your life exactly. and I don't think people understand the fact that the detrimental impact that it will have on you, you know, I'm not saying it's not curable you know of course it is but at the same time you know it's something that that will live for you for a long time and it's something that you may pass down to your children without even noticing it because you've become so obsessed with being a certain weight um and again, that's that's all within your own mind, and you know other environmental factors around you. But you know that's something that kind of your you control, and only you can kind of decide that actually is that something that's that important to me that I'm going to kind of I don't know let it completely control my life. And I think on that point, what would be great is for us to move to a world where we're actually looking at the individual, we're looking at the human being, yes, rather than. The packaging. Yeah. Because the packaging can change. Yeah, definitely. Um, and thank God there's some great fashion designers out there that make clothes that make you look amazing because you feel amazing in them. Yeah. It doesn't really matter what that packaging is, but it really does matter the words we use and the way that we treat people uh, when we come to dealing with their size um, and what we say is acceptable or not acceptable. Um, and actually, if you see now the huge rise in the um, eating disorder around being healthy, like being yes. obsessed with the gym and being obsessed with what you eat. I mean, it, if I have to see another bowl of fruit laid over a smoothie, I'll die. Yeah, um, I, I mean, it's, it's very, <laughs> very cunning. The whole, you know, I mean... Yes, it's it's a very new type of anorexia, I'd, I'd say. Yeah, I think it's got whole, a name, but yeah. I just can't remember what it's called. No, neither can I right now. But yeah, I mean, it's, you know, eating disorders are all about controlling the food that you have, or it's all about control in general, that something within your life has changed and somehow that you've decided that foods that you're going to eat are going to help you decide to get some control back into your life. And that has now formed into the fact that, you know, you can sit there and say that you're really, really healthy and, you know really into your fitness but the fact is that actually you're still controlling exactly what you are eating you are still making sure that you are you know probably working out more than the calories that actually allow you to do that much working out it's still a form of anorexia you know you can look at someone and think that based on their instagram that they're really really fit and, and they're wow, not look at their six pack yeah look at exactly this. but also when you're that slim you're going to show your muscles anyway yeah. <laughs> you know, there's no fat there, there to cover them so up it's kind of like I think social media is such a take it with a pinch of salt and do not take every single thing that you see on there as fact because often it's not. It's and often portrayed to, to give off it. It's called orthorexia, by the way, people. Okay, um, good. <laughs> um, and no, I completely agree with you. And I think that the fact that anybody's obsessed, whether they're physically fit, as in strong, maybe yeah. they can lift a lot or they can run further, they're not healthy to me because their mind isn't healthy with it. Their, their mental health does not support their physical health. And I think true health and true fitness is, is all-encompassing. It's completely linked. 
and your mind is way more powerful than your body anyway. Yes, definitely. So it's something that that we definitely need to be aware of. And there are a lot of uh, fitness bloggers out there that are starting to sort of try and change that, but I still think it's got a lot of gloss on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, you know, you hear these people come out and go, actually, by the way, guys, this whole time I've actually been bulimic. And you're like, oh, okay. Uh, And yes, okay, that's great. And it's great as long as you're kind of advocating that in the sense of I have had this or I have this as an advocating honesty as opposed to like continuing the lie yeah Yeah. exactly and that's great it's great that you've come out it must have been a massive thing to do so but then also sometimes it upsets me that I kind of think hold on I have been very lucky in the fact that I've generally always felt quite comfortable in my body am I allowed to shout out that I've always felt comfortable in my body like yeah I know what you mean it's like if you're body confident no people don't want you to it's like it's almost like an arrogance yes and I and and no way do I mean it arrogantly at all but it's like it is possible it is possible to live your life (laughs) and generally feel comfortable with who you are yeah okay I do exercise and maybe for some people it's too much and I need to sit down in front of the tv more (laughs) totally and if you're watching Love Island I would agree with that (laughs) but you know and some but that's also what makes me happy but in no way do I sit I don't I generally I was actually right to put, be able to say I can put my hand on my heart and go I don't go to classes because I'm thinking about my weight or thinking no about I'd agree with you you don't like I yeah. don't it's not for that reason it I don't sometimes actually I'm not even sure what reason it is so <laughs> maybe that's just as bad but you know there are things that I want to try and I want to do and I want to go out and feel like I've achieved those and achieve those on my own but not to get into some clothes because I'll just go and pick something else in a different size. Yeah, exactly. I think it's really important that actually when people start enjoying exercise or start enjoying food because it brings them joy, and I definitely embrace that whole yes. food one. Oh, yes. Um, you, you don't care so much anymore. And I think a lot of my body confidence that I have now does come from that. It took a while to get me there, but I've realized, you know what brings me more happiness? The food. Yes. The Telegio that we're tucking into right now. Salivating way, right now. <laughs> <laughs> makes me way happier than the thought of fitting into a, a dress size smaller. No. Because I'm still going to be the same person. Teb, you eat very well in comparison <laughs> to probably, you know, my main meals are always healthy, but I like to snack a lot. I like to do little and often. And yet I'm slimmer than you. But actually, is that fair? Because that almost gives me a kind of false sense of security. As if you're, yeah. yeah. In some ways. You know, in no way am I saying I eat really badly, but I probably eat too much sugar because I absolutely love chocolate. And there's no way you're ever going to tell me that I can't have that family bar of Galaxy. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, is that a good thing? Because, okay, that might just be how my body works. Maybe I've got a fast metabolism. Yes, I eat well in general. Yes, I do exercise. But actually is my sugar content too high but I can't see that because I'm not putting because on it any doesn't weight. yeah totally and I think that's why I want to I want to get rid of this whole cellulite um is ugly thing I think that's the biggest I think that's the root of all evil when it comes to people being <laughs> uncomfortable with their body shape because yeah. it all starts there I mean who the hell is any I mean I want to know where it came came from I have researched this extensively by the way <laughs> when did we all start hating cellulite because it obviously started somewhere so any of our listeners please tweet me at teb moema that's t-e-b-m-o-e-m-a and please let me know when did we start hating cellulite when did cellulite become disgusting because i'm pretty sure that if we became more comfortable with our natural genetic makeup as as women and as men in the way that we're, we're born 
we wouldn't have this pressure to fit into this almost doll-like, Barbie-like um, exterior. Yeah, and Barbie's not really realistic, right? I'm sure no. they had this thing years ago where they were like, if we made Barbie into a real human being, this is what her kind of like measurements oh, would yeah. be like. And it was like two meter legs, <laughs> <laughs> 23 inch waist. It was like, mm, no one looks like that. <laughs> Oh, God, yeah. I mean, I was obsessed with... Maybe that's where I, I had my weird perception of what looks good, because I was obsessed with Barbie. I had 49 Barbies when I was younger. Oh, wow. I know. Also, yeah. parents, you really spoiled me. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so... So who can get their legs up that hard? I'm, <laughs> I'm I mean, still I'm trying. trying yeah. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> so on that note, um, I just want to say thanks for joining me today, and thanks for talking so candidly about your, uh, your physique. Um, and I hope that you've enjoyed our podcast this week you can listen to my podcast fortnightly Uh, you can download it on acast.com on iTunes or on Android or wherever it is that you download your podcasts from bye guys Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.